0: Now we're going to church. Hallelujah.
1: Let's kill some people. (laughs) And then eat them.
2: everybody, and welcome to episode 56 of the Comical Podcast. Happy New Year. Uh, I'm your host, Justin Corbett. With me is... Don Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: hi, everybody. This is Lord Horsticlise. way too fancy of a name for you. <laughs> well, you were supposed to do it.
2: You are This is Salado Gigante. Welcome. <laughs> so you got a little scared there? Come on. I'm scared. You play the race card all the time. Well, I'm going to play plenty of race cards this episode. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> So we got Miguel, and then we also have...
3: Juan Valdez.
2: (laughs) Not only did she change ethnicity, she changed gender. (laughs) We got Heather, and then we have two very special guests, Adam and Josiah from the Comic Syndicate. What's up? What's up, guys? How you guys doing, dude? Thanks for having us on. Yeah, we're happy to have you, man. We love you guys' show. Oh, likewise, likewise, dude.
4: It's, It's a pleasure, man. I mean, we've been... Uh, we've had a rough schedule, dude, but we've been wanting to chat to, to you guys or with you guys for the longest time. dude. So much appreciated, dude. We love you guys as well, and we plug you guys galore. Dude. So uh, thanks, man. I feel like
1: a cheap whore now.
3: <laughs> it's all
1: right.
4: I'll
0: pay you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you can't wrap your names together, man. Now you made them seem like they're brothers or something.
2: Well,
1: you know Adam is your cousin. That's right. Yeah. Well, I guess it's okay. taboo then. It is taboo. <laughs> <I can't, laughs> all right, Miguel, I can't do you, but I can't pay you. <laughs> <laughs> it's free for familiar, right? No. There is. Man.
0: <laughs> I heard I'm him on like. his episode saying we actually look alike.
4: Oh yeah, last week, dude. Um, I that was Joe, dude. He, he that was alike. me, dude. I had to say that because you guys kind of. I mean, granted, same last name. You guys look a little bit familiar. to me. Not all
1: makes us look alike. <laughs> I think I was a little bit more uh, better looking than I am. So,
4: ah, That's humble, it. humble. Adam is always humble, dude. So uh, I'm not. I'm a good
1: looking,
2: looking cat, alike. man. I was going to say... I, was not. I, was gonna say
0: <laughs> <laughs> I lost oh, my come looks, on, man. Now
3: he's bringing sexy back.
0: I, brought, I bring sexy back in the Paloozas. You know that.
2: <laughs> Try. Nice. i I'd call it that, but okay. <laughs> well, uh, let's talk some comics. That's what we're here for, right? Yes, yes of I course. So. <laughs> What were your top two this week, Miguel? Well, uh, my number two book this week was Evil Empire number nine. Mine as well. Nice. Max Venus is the writer. Victor Santos is the artist. Uh, this is another one-shot story where... It kind of ties into what's going on with the Evil Empire main storyline, but it's very loosely associated with it. Uh, it's all about this musician who, since he was a child, he's been extremely successful. He starts out as a rapper, then he moves into more grunge kind of stuff, then he moves into more pop music. And basically, he keeps easily finding these niches where he's super popular without having to try very hard. And he tries to push the envelope, and he's involved in all these crazy orgies and all this drugs and all this sex and all this whatever. That sounds like my life. <laughs> <laughs> But when the evil empire comes to be, and the whole world just accepts that kind of stuff as norm, he feels unimportant anymore. So he's trying to find his place in this world where the things he's been doing to step outside of society have become common occurrence. So it's a really good story that ties into the whole main evil empire thing. It was actually my number two as well. Yeah, I liked it, man. I liked the whole story how it was
0: going. how He doesn't like this, doesn't like that. Violence, and then all of a sudden just loses it. Yes, yeah. whoops, my ass.
2: That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> awesome. Who writes that again, dude? Max Bemis. Max Bemis. Okay, cool, dude. Um, What number is that on? Uh, it's on number nine. He's actually the uh, lead singer of, what's the band name? Oh, crap. Bemis and Butthead. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, uh, Be- e- e- Evil
4: Empire? I mean, because Rage Against the Machine, I'm a huge Rage Against the Machine fan, so I'm like Evil Empire.
2: And so was straight up a uh, band member writes the- this comic? Yeah, he's the lead singer for the band Say Anything, which Say I've never anything? listened to their music, but oh, I like yeah, his I've stories heard, a lot.
3: I've heard of them. I've Sounds
4: heard like of a them. chick band. It kind of does. Kinda does. <laughs> yeah, I, I've, I've heard of them. I've never heard any of their songs before, but I'm way cool. The way you guys describe that, and I, I like that. Okay, cool. I'm gonna have to look into that.
0: Awesome. You should this really fucked up book. I ain't gonna lie to
3: you. That's
4: extremely fucked up. <laughs> what, uh, what? What publisher puts that one out?
1: Boom. It boom. is Boom? Okay, I okay. Think I've ever read a Boom comics before.
4: It, it Adam I'll, sticks with the... Uh, I stick with the top three, I guess. With the Marvel. Actually, no, Image, I guess, image. Too.
2: Yeah. Boom has a lot of good upcoming series. I mean, uh, there's probably three or four titles from that that publisher we read that we really like. Nice. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah, no, no, no. You, you, I love how you guys are going more in-depth than what we do, because... Okay, quick question. Will, hopefully this doesn't throw off the flow, but um, when Adam and I decide, dude, there's a title you have to drop, like, what are your options to, like, okay, uh money issue is a big factor. A lot of people, for everyone, really. But, um, like, the story, will you give it an arc? Will you give it three issues? Like, how far will you guys go on in a title till you guys decide to drop it?
2: Oh, it really depends. Uh, I mean, there's been some big two books that will give it, like, two issues and then be like, eh. Kind of, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: Fuck it, I dropped Odyssey in book one.
2: Well, I mean, there's definitely some <laughs> some, some images. Okay, let me get my back. To you. I like, yeah, <laughs> totally. Indie. And I love Matt Fraction, but wow. like pretty quickly. I mean, uh, yeah, we didn't like Intersect. We read one issue of that and dropped it. Okay, here. Dude. Miguel didn't like. He dropped that.
0: Yeah. so that other crazy book uh, we read. It had like four different stories in it. We dropped it after book three. We yeah. gave it a shot because we actually got the guy to sign our book and he drew a little picture in it. Sovereign. Yeah, Sovereign. We, knew,
2: we met Paul Mayberry and he signed our books for us. So we gave it a couple books to try it out, but it just wasn't good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. I feel you guys
4: do. Trust me, man. Well, you guys only grind like 36 Plus issue
1: thirty six. So I mean, uh,
4: oh, Yeah. So, so, we do listen, and we we know you guys read a grip, and you know, like everyone has their own different taste. So, you know, wait, way cool, dude. Cool. All right. Uh, that
1: toy totally we threw off the flow. I told you right, so <laughs> I hope probably, it doesn't. Work. Wait a minute. I'm get to
4: the Sorry, guys. Okay. So uh, that was just a quick question, but I'm um, gonna go ahead. Uh, oh, continue, sorry. guys. Sorry about that.
2: Keep on interjecting. It's all right.
0: My <laughs> One was from a good friend of ours. Uh, mercenary seat number eight.
2: Oh, yeah, Kel Simons and Matt Reynolds. Again, nice. Matt Reynolds' artwork is just so, spectacular. Okay, this book started off to me, start off like, okay, we're in pre-war,
0: looking for treasure, and all of a sudden we're Indiana Jones. I'm like, what the fuck?
3: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: it really was, seriously. We got traps, we got this, we're in an island, there's a volcano, we're in the, in this cave, somebody set off the ship, we got to go up through the hole, we got to swim down underneath the idol to get back
3: out. There, was, there like a
1: little, was there like a little Asian guy running around? Little Asian kid? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no short round this time. <laughs> okay, all right.
2: <laughs> Japan's involved, so there you go. There's, there's of, maybe there's a lot of short rounds. I don't know. We'll <laughs> give you the details, man. Well, in this particular one, he finds out from his friend who's an antiques dealer about this language. Then he finds out some more about the island. He finds out there's this p- temple they can go to that might be able to give him some answers about how to get to this mythical island they've been searching for. And the other group of explorers gets there before they do. So, of course, a little battle ensues. And while they're fighting uh, the group, that got there first basically destroys the temple. So it collapses on top of them and floods. Like all the traps that have been built into it are triggered kind of like Indiana Jones and the temple. of Doom, <laughs> Except instead of a giant boulder, it's a flood that happens. So, you know, of course the main characters narrowly escape and they find what they were looking for. I mean, The people that were there before didn't really understand what exactly it was they were after. So it's it's a really good book. I mean, the best thing about it for me is the artwork. I absolutely love Matt Reynolds' art. It's so different from what anybody else is doing. It's so stylized, and the colors just are spectacular. So if you haven't checked out Personary C, I mean, we can't promote that one enough. (laughs) Awesome. Nice. Nice. My number one was actually a new book called They're Not Like Us. Uh, It was the number one issue of that. It's written by Eric Stevenson and drawn by Simon Gain. And this is about this girl who's standing on top of a building and is basically going to kill herself. And nice. this guy shows up at the last minute and says, you shouldn't do that. You should come with us instead. And she's like, no, no, no. I'm. This is what I want. She's like, I can't stop the voices. I can't deal with this anymore. So she throws herself from the building and essentially dies. But she doesn't really. Like he saves her and takes her back to this home where there's a bunch of other gifted people. It's kind of like Heroes, the TV series. Like, there's a lot of people that have abilities that are just kind of coming out right now, and the world's not prepared for it, except these people use their abilities for profit. Save the children save the world? (laughs) They're not worried about saving the world. They're worried about (laughs) scamming other people and making lots of money and living very comfortable lives with their... Sounds
1: like my type of
2: guys. (laughs) (laughs) They bring her into the fold and try to convince her that, you know, there's nothing wrong with what they're doing. They're just using their abilities the way anybody would if they had them. And... It's just really well done. It's such a great first issue. There's a lot of good image books like that. I'd, I'd recommend picking this one up.
3: Nice.
1: So, so she jumped and she died, or they saved her before she she, she did jumped. jump and she was
2: severely injured. But oh, uh, okay. I guess the guy has some kind of healing ability, so he prevented her from actually
1: dying. I was gonna say he she fucked that up. She couldn't she she, she, she didn't find a bigger uh, bigger building to jump <laughs> <up> off. <laughs> jump out of a plane. Yeah, or something.
0: That's cool. When you look at this book, the book is super thin. Right, it's really real thin. I mean, looking at it right now, and then when you get to reading this thing, I swear to God, there's like eighty fucking pages in this book. <laughs> awesome, awesome. I mean, it is really long, but it's really very well written. Uh, written, excuse me, and it doesn't lose you. And it's not—it's wordy, but it's not wordy where it's stupid. Okay, uh, it's, you know, it's kind of cool. It's—it's it's okay. I enjoyed it. It almost made my uh, picks, but no, it's really good. I would probably pick it up myself. All right, sweet. Cool. My uh, pick of the week: Outcast number six.
1: Yes, yeah, so I picked that one too. <clears throat> it
2: was a really good one. I mean, for all the
0: Latinos out there, because, you know, we got all that witches and all that black magic. All that yeah, all black, black magic, we you know everything about. Day
1: of the <laughs> Dead, all that bullshit. Right.
0: <laughs> Santo Muerte and all that crap. Santería, you know. <laughs>
2: Why don't, you, why don't you take the lead and tell them what it's about? I don't remember a damn thing.
0: <laughs> I was I was reading hardcore man a few minutes ago. I, I flew through like thirteen books in like under an hour. It was three books. No. And <laughs> I
1: stopped. Yeah, I, I actually read
3: three books.
0: <laughs> Whatever, dude. The main guy, the guy that can touch people and filled demons, he went back to with the preacher to go find the woman. He's like, something wrong with it, but I gotta make sure. So he touches her again and all hell breaks loose and she's like falling on the ground and shit and like ah, you know, <laughs> But the fucked up part is the one guy who's been in the shadows and talking goes to the reverend's house and like fucking draws a pentagram up in his fucking chest. Chest, dude. Yeah, that was pretty S- sick. It's dude. Like what? He goes, "You remember me now, and you remember
1: this warning every time you see it." I'm like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like, I thought he was. I thought he was like Satan for to, like the devil before, because he like the way he said it, like, "You know me" and all this stuff. So I kind of thought he was like a like, he, he's obviously a demon, but he looks like a pretty uh, high up, uppity,
3: demon. up high
1: up demon yeah, type talking. of uh, character. You're talking like a Zazel or some shit like that.
0: That
2: dude. Yeah. yeah. yeah that was pretty creepy. <laughs> but that's, yeah, that's why I made my uh, pick of the week. Nice. Well, my pick of the week is also about devils. Oh, uh, it was actually Devilers Number no. 5
3: by uh, <laughs> Joshua Helfialkov <Hale>,
2: <laughs> and Matt Triano. And uh, this one, <laughs> the group of devilers, the group of uh, spiritual warriors who are trying to take on the legions of hell are having a meeting. And one of them is having a real hard time dealing with her powers because she has this alternate name where she's known as the Destroyer. And she basically took out her entire village at some point. So everybody's kind of afraid of her, doesn't really know what her ability exactly is. So her and the girl who can kind of read people's energies and auras are looking at the other people in the room, and they realize that the Arabian dude, his aura is completely off, and he looks like some kind of evil monster. So they challenge him, they question him. And turns out that's actually Satan in disguise. So he breaks free from the Arabian dude, and starts a huge war between him and the remaining uh, devilers. Uh, it's a really gruesome-looking fight, and I can't wait to read the next issue. Nice, Awesome, dude. What, what, what yeah, number is that one on, uh, Justin? That's on uh, five. Issue five. Okay, cool, dude. Um, ooh, The the writer again? Uh, you it's, talk about it. it's Joshua Fyalkov. It's awesome. a seven-issue miniseries uh, coming out from Dynamite. Awesome, awesome. Very cool. Hey, series. <laughs> if, if they're good miniseries, it's worth it, man. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I totally
1: feel in like that, dude. So, what have you guys been reading recently that you've enjoyed? Uh, I read three books uh, since Wednesday. Uh, one was the The Outcast. That was really good, and uh, I read uh, Axis Number Nine, coming to the end of the uh, Avengers and X Men. How about and, Carnage, uh, man? Carnage, man. Well, I read the Nova 2, so that's even a bigger big, uh, big Ooh, spoiler on that one. that one. Yeah, so, like it. you know, with the uh, Axis Nine, it was just coming to an end, and you know what I really liked about it was the the. The ending is all interactions between all the uh, characters, you know, uh, Havoc and his wife. And then you have Thor and Loki. And then, um, you know, all the team-ups. Uh it's just the, the the way they ended it, too. The I, I liked it a lot, dude. I think this one kind of hit
4: home to me more towards the end because um, they had to switch everything back to, you know, invert themselves or revert themselves back.
1: Yeah. And and I, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I liked how, like, like they inverted, but then they kept some of the characters yeah. to be what they are now, like uh, Iron Man is yeah. still a dick. And then, um... even the villains, though, like, like
4: they, um, again, it, it hit home for me because, like, the villains towards the end, end of this book, like, they, as heroes, set out this video at the end, like, we're the assholes, we're the dicks. If anyone's gonna hate anyone, hate us to save the X Men and the Avengers names, like. That's back. how inverted they were. It's like, well, fuck, we need the heroes back. And if we have to revert back to the bad guys, if everyone's going to consider us assholes again, that's what we have yeah, to do. It was, I, it was an interesting take on
1: it. I, I liked it a lot. Dude. I liked seeing Loki holding the hammer. Yeah, That was pretty cool. That was for like yeah. 10 seconds and then seconds, he fucking yeah. dropped it on his foot. Yeah, yeah pretty much. The, the better Marvel
2: crossovers they've done in the last few years. I kind of think so, dude. I would have to back you up. In
4: Humanity, I loved, um, especially like, you know, the last episode we we spoke about, I loved the ramifications behind that. But um, this one, you're right, Justin. I mean, just to see a different, I mean, we haven't seen this type of storyline before. So it
2: was was really intriguing, dude. Yeah. And I I loved the uh, Deadpool and Apocalypse interactions.
1: Oh, yeah. He I, I loved Apocalypse Killing Deadpool. Or yeah, he was, a he was still talking with his head off. Yeah, though. that was cool, dude. That it, was cool. He was giving it, you it, a pep talk. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. was.
4: <laughs> and, and people were, the villains were pep talking. Everyone, like, uh, the conversation with Sabretooth with Mystique 2 was dope, too. Like, they are telling each other, like, fuck. He tells her straight up, I'm done. Like, I'm beat the fuck up. She's like, let's go out with a bang. And, you know, like, they're still fighting. So to see the, the yeah. villain's heart behind everything, I, I dug on, you know? I thought they were going to bang. That been I two. thought he
3: was going to fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: would have been badass.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Sabretooth is a beast. Even at the end, dude, I, I like Sabretooth, dude. Like Adam mentioned, guys, is, you know, the whole inverted. Not a lot of the characters went back to their normal personalities. So Sabretooth at the end, I like the letter he was writing. Like, he knows he's locked up. He's got that good guy persona now. And he's locked up, and he's like, you know, just I got the heart. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna let you down, Wolverine. So that was kind of cool too. Granted, I'm over Wolverine, but at least I don't have to see him yet.
1: Yeah, yeah. that was good. Um, I guess the pick my uh, the week for me was uh, Nova. Uh, I think it was the number twenty six. I think go for it, spoil it, dude, because I haven't read that one yet. Go for it. Uh, you know, it's just you know he's he's still having problems with his you know getting his head smashed in by uh by the Hulk. Well, uh, yeah, it was Captain uh, Old. Captain America comes by and talks to his mom and takes him to the, um, to the Avengers uh, tower, the mansion. mansion, and they're going to put him as a, uh, as an honorable um, Avenger. And as f- it's funny because they give him a card and it's like, here's your Avenger card. And he looks at it and it's a fucking Rouse card with his name <laughs> on it. He's like, what the fuck? And then oh, I guess when you hold it, it recognizes you. Okay, cool. So that was cool. Uh, but then they ground him because he's, he fucked up and like he didn't, do what they told him to do like you shouldn't have gone and fought the hulk by yourself by yourself yeah so you know so there's like an incident happening with an airplane that falls so they all kick it in gear and they they take off and so nova you know he finally learns about putting the team first so so like i like this comment because it's like from the very beginning nova's been on his own and he's been getting his ass kick he's been doing good but now he actually has a team that will back him up and he'll back them up and uh, he's going to need to back up because there's a uh, visitor. I'm not going to spoil it for, for Joe, but there's a visitor that comes to visit Nova Spoilers. at the very end. Okay. I'm going to spoil Carnage. It. It's Carnage. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Carnage. I know. I, I saw so it. Carnage comes to the town, and he's bad. I don't think he's good anymore. Like, so he got inverted back. Do you yeah, guys he he
4: was read in Nova,
1: a, uh, Justin Migo? Yeah, I read it. It was really good. Okay. So I think he he, he wasn't in that shield where Iron Man... Covered it. Yeah. Covered themselves. Okay. So I think he's reverted back to bad. Yeah, because <laughs> he killed the guy. Oh yeah, he did kill the guy. <laughs> my bad. Yeah. So that was good. I like that one. Those are my books that I read.
0: Awesome. Cool. Cool. You called that shit too, Justin. You said he's gonna remember his name and go back to him.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, I, I didn't read much, guys. I mean, uh, the whole
4: holiday season. But um, what I did read today, I'll give you a quick rundown. Superior Iron Man was. It's a terrible book, honestly. Oh,
3: <laughs> but on.
4: but I, I did like the, the interaction towards the end. So the prior issue is Iron Man goes to San Francisco. He takes over Alcatraz. He starts his own Stark Island, quote-unquote. And he gives out this uh, extremist app where it makes everyone pretty. It makes everyone adorable. Look at me. I'm sexy. Look at me. I'm Adam. I have sexy legs. Wow. But um. <laughs> <laughs> but no, dude. So uh, Daredevil, he's been living in Matt Murdock has been in San Francisco now. He is setting up his life there. So now the outcome between two friends with Tony Stark being as twisted as he is, Tony Stark is able to give Matt Murdock his his vision back, and kind of interesting because Iron Man is just a fucking dick, dude, straight up, and he's telling Matt Murdock like. You need me. People out there need me. And just he, his asshole level has gotten top-notch to like the top. five yeah. times. Yeah, dude, too. So, um, I Straight think it was... Yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> and I love Tony Stark, but to see him this twisted is, is bad because he went back to drinking again. You know, like, he's a straight-up dick. He doesn't give a fuck. This one was interesting, though, because uh, they had some... Uh, Some imperative where it's an old Iron Man suit and he's trying to figure out like, okay, we can stop this. He set this game plan out like if I were to ever snap this scenario, I have to stop myself. So he's got a game plan going with his lady and they're using this this outfit to, I guess, gain information on what Tony Stark is doing right now or how we can stop Tony Stark. Because after Axe's last one, Tony Stark took off with Doctor Doom and... Again, access is a kind of gnarly story, anyways, but this is, you know, side story. And um, so, anyways, uh, very cool towards the end. Matt Murdock does have his vision back. And I loved it. I'm a big Matt Murdock fan. I'm a big Daredevil fan. So, to see Matt Murdock with his vision back, uh, the first person he goes to is his best friend, Foggy Nelson. And it's just cool. He's knocking on his door. He's like, hey, Foggy. He's like, Matt, what happened to your face? Nothing out there. We're on Harry. But, I like that you still ask. All these years, these years of fighting bad guys in, in alleys, and you're still worried when I look like I've been fighting bad guys in alleys. He's like, is something wrong? He's like, no, I just I just wanted to see you. So the first person he goes to, now that he has his vision, is his best friend. He's like, I wanted to see you. He's like, huh, Matt, what's this about? Are you sure? He's like, no, don't worry. It's nothing foggy. And that's when he loses his vision.
1: So, Oh, again, so he lost it? You lost it back again. Cause so, the like, extremism- you need to go on a diet or what? <laughs> <laughs> I
4: didn't realize you were this big, dude. No, but, um, yeah, very cool. So, um, uh, interesting, not book of the week for sure, but just one of the ones I read. Uh, second one would have to be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Ghostbusters. Number three, I dug on, dude. I'm digging on the art, dude. I like the way it, it's written, dude. It's written by Eric Burnham and Tom Waltz, dude. They totally nailed the personalities of the Turtles and the Ghostbusters, And I'm just digging on it. In a nutshell, uh, Donatello comes up with some portal, literally like uh, the fly, where it's like, let's teleport here. Uh, Of course, there literally was a fly, and they fuck up everything. They end up in an alternate New York City where the Ghostbusters are. Uh, They bring some evil villain from China out. He's a badass dude. Uh, So he takes over Casey Jones' uh, mentality, and it's just cool, again, the way they interact with each other, like... The Ghostbusters want to get the the Ninja Turtles back, and Raphael's the one fighting. He's like, "No, I gotta save my boy Casey Jones. I'm not gonna leave here without him." And also, the turtles, you know, they're working together with the Ghostbusters. Way cool. The art is great. Um, I've honestly never read a Ghostbusters or Turtles. I haven't read since about. Geez, junior high school guys, uh, have you guys read anything or, or up to date with the Turtles or Ghostbusters by chance?
2: No, I mean we read a lot of books every week. but We don't really yeah. read a lot of the, um, the licensed titles like the IDW books like Turtles yeah. or Ghostbusters or G.I. Joe, any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. That kind of stuff just kind of goes by the wayside. But whenever anybody tells me anything from there is really good, I'll usually try to pick up the trade.
4: Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. not kind of wait
2: pick up the trade on that one because it does sound like an interesting uh, collaboration kind of thing yeah totally i think that's what's doing it for me is
4: the nostalgia factor you know for me i mean we grew up with it i'm pretty sure you guys did too so to see these cats together is awesome again it's written lovely the art is actually pretty fucking sick um just to see th- these characters together i'm digging on it, not book of the week but i'm i'm liking it dude so yeah way cool uh, last one would have to be
2: Aquaman, yeah, number 37. <laughs> I know, right? it guys have a really hard time over here because he hates Daredevil and he hates Aquaman. <laughs>
3: uh, and he
1: was, hates Ghostbusters, <laughs>
2: too. Right. I love the
1: Ghostbusters. I All right. And the
2: Turtles. Me, it, it's a good title, dude. I think
4: you would definitely trade. I, uh, that one's going to be a short trade, too. I believe it's an eight-issue arc. It's barely on three now or something like that. But um, that that one's a great one. Aquaman, since Jeff Johns was writing it, issue number one in the New 52, dude, is great. It, it's really fucking good. Everyone who has been bashing fucking Aquaman for the longest time, Jeff Johns brought some some notoriety. Some him, like dude. meat on him, bro. Yeah, yeah. It, it's really good. Um, granted, Jeff Johns is off it now. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it, it's still good, dude. Just a lot of shit's going down, dude. Aquaman's trying to figure out like, oh, he's trying to rebuild Atlantis. He's trying to figure out uh how his spear is interacting with like some portal. His mom used to use and uh to get to different dimensions he goes to an ape dimension and it's cool because grad is is the ruler of this ape world and there's like yeah you know the atlanteans used to come here all the time we used to interact with each other we used to barter or trade with each other and you guys started putting us as slaves Oh, nice. nice. <laughs> so this, the, it, you know, right? That's nice you know, that. right? Well, jeez, how racial, racial do you guys want to get now? Um, but um, yeah, so they're they're putting these apes to, as slaves, and uh, Grodd is the only one who I guess has the balls to to fight it. Now the this planet, this home world, they have like a hive mind. So they have telepathic abilities to a certain extent, but they all work together as a giant mind. And um Grod takes over, he learns how to interact, he learns how to fight. Aquaman comes over and they have Grod locked up by this point. And Grod's like, if you want any answers, you have to fight me first. And he's locked up. So the ruler now he's like, well we need Grod because He's the one who helps us unleash, like, as long as he's doing his own thing. Granted, he's killing people. But our hive mind, we're free, we're happy, kind of like Axis type of deal with the villains. Where it's like, it's easy for people to to be good without any worries of the ramifications, you know? If that makes sense. Yeah. But um, I, I dig, and he, he scraps, scraps with Grodd. And it's just funny because the way Grodd is down-talking Aquaman is like... Oh your came crying over here over your dead mom. like it's just fucking funny. and they do write that in the in the comic. um it's it's good, dude, I'm digging on it. He's able to get away, Grodd gets away and it's interesting, dude. it's not consistent, but it's good, dude, especially after Jeff Johns took off, dude. so I liked it, dude. out of those three, I would say probably ghostbusters Greeners <laughs> <laughs> would probably be uh the book, although I did read uh Damien Rise's today and oh, that yeah. was. Yeah, that, that was great dude. I, I kind of got choked up, but I love Damien anyways and the interaction with with the way he talks to, you know, his pops Bruce Wayne is always awesome. So,
2: yeah. Good times. Going back to Aquaman, it sounds like more you're more of a Grodd fan than an Aquaman fan. kind of but, but I was like who fuck fuck is, I'm a villain I
1: was him. like who the fuck is Grodd? Dude. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah,
4: dude, I, I mean I, Arthur is dope, dude, but um again, Jeff Johns did bring a lot to the table and Aquaman has been pretty good, and again, just being a villain fan in general, it's ran really nicely, dude. So, and art's pretty consistent, dude. So I, I can't talk that much shit on Aquaman. I can. Aquaman sucks.
3: <laughs> <Warman> <laughs> Wolf. <He-Man. Fish>. Merman rules. Read He-Man. Merman.
4: Fish face. <base. laughs> nice, dude. What's up, Merman? How you doing? I'm doing just fine. How about you? I'm peachy, dude. All <laughs> the <Awesome. I'm> bitches. <laughs> Awesome, dude. So, yeah, um, what else do you guys dig on, or what,
2: what are you guys loving right now? Oh, man. <laughs> There's a long list. Uh, we're actually going to go over our uh, top five list for the year right now. Okay. Okay, awesome.
0: Okay, uh, that would be Kate Upton. Uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Nope>. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what were your top five indie books for the year, Miguel? are oh, we're going to start with
0: those. Okay, um... Uh, number five, uh, again, our good friend, uh, Kel Simons, Mercenary of C, comes in at number five for me. As you know, I enjoyed the book. It has that war feeling, um, prior military background and growing up in the type of family I was. and It just reaches out to me, and so that's why it was number five for me. All right? Uh, number four, probably, I know people are going to be shocked when I say this or when they listen to it, because it's been like the book of the year, like for the last couple of years, but Saga is my number four. I felt nice. it slowed down just a little bit here recently but it's still freaking awesome and come on you got the janitor killing people left and right you gotta love that guy (laughs) (laughs) he is pretty dope though dude yeah uh did you want me to go through all all? yeah my number three is uh another book about witches is you know how i feel about witches uh coffin hill is my number three i don't even know what to say i mean i like following the story on eve how it goes back and forth to the old times and they flash back and you go forward when she's in prison it's really interesting to me it's like i said all that which is background crap in my family, whatnot. So it just it just intrigues me.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, number two is a book that I find very silly, and I've enjoyed from day one. God hates astronauts. No, hell no. <laughs>
3: I'm not oh, that's right.
4: <laughs> okay, how do you guys feel about that, Justin? I know you dig on that one, dude. Uh, you, I mean, you have given it praise. I mean, it, as abstract as it might be, like I
2: never picked it up. Adam did read it; he hated it. Miguel, obviously, you don't like it, but I know Justin, you do like it, right? I do like it a lot, actually. But I, I love really bizarre, out there kind of stories. I mean, I'm okay.
0: Bizarre.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you nice, know, G. like sometimes things are silly just for the sake of being silly yeah. sometimes they take it too far but i think with god hates astronauts it's just the right amount and i think okay. there's some interesting sub stories they crossed the line <laughs> they crossed the line what line did they cross they took it too damn far with what that uh, damn stupid
0: <laughs> some point is just. i mean okay the, the the king tiger eating a cheeseburger that was some fun shit but then they just keep on going and I don't follow the damn story anymore. You got farmers on chickens and bullshit and freaking cows and I'm like okay, whatever, I give up. And there weren't enough horses. There you go. Oh, that's that's what it was. It needed more horses. Yeah. Alright, cool, cool. Well, uh well my number two again wasn't God hates astronauts. Very funny. Number two was Chew. As you know, I love that Tony Two can bite people and see what the hell happened in their life and his daughter and his woman, his woman can write about it and people throw up if she writes a bad review and the vampire guy and and Mason Savoy and the guy that kind of supposed to be like Samuel Jackson. And everybody has food related powers. Yeah. yeah, it's really good. I mean, it's it's really funny. It's really stupid. Yes, yeah, it's just kind of like God hates astronauts, but I think it's really good. They have a badass rooster named Poyo, and of course, I'll spoil it for everybody now. He died just recently. Like what the fuck? I even sent the editor. I sent the guy writing it. I said, what the fuck, man. And he kind of laughed okay. at me, retweeted it, I was like, you dick. <laughs> but it was good. <laughs> my number one book, uh, as you know, this guy I love. He's my favorite guy of all time. We figured this out already. You know who I'm talking about already. Ten Grand. Nice. A uh, nice, He is like, I love that freaking book. It is just freaking awesome. Demons, angels, just badass fighting all the damn time. Him outsmarting the devil, this shit going down here working with the freaking angels and his woman being trapped in purgatory sucked in by the devil it's just freaking awesome i love the drawing and that's probably why gotham by midnight is going to be another one of my favorites because he does it as
3: well yeah Um, yeah
4: well they've had several artists since um i love the writing in that too though amigo it's really great like you just mentioned dude i I totally back you up because i'm not a lovey-dovey guy in comics but like this is like if he dies, you know, in a righteous death, he gets to visit his dead girlfriend slash wife. And it, it's a weird, interesting take on life and death. And like you said, he goes to limbo, he goes to purgatory, he goes to hell. And the things he's doing to see his lady for five minutes again, like it's pretty fucking rad, dude. So I, I love that call, dude. Straczynski is actually the writer. It is Straczynski, yeah. Michael J. Str- Straczynski, yeah. He
1: only has five minutes. Yeah, Just go quick, man.
3: Yeah, yeah.
4: so it's either Do I you miss think? you, I love you, um, take off
0: your pants. Like, yeah. like
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Show me that leg. <laughs> Pretty much. <yeah. laughs> Show me the legs. Nice.
0: But, you know, it's kind of like Constantine, but a better badass Constantine. I'll agree with that.
2: I really like it. Really so like what was it. your uh, top five indies? Well, I can say for absolute certainty that this, this time our list are completely different. <laughs> of course, because you're a freaking weirdo.
3: Yeah, I am. <laughs> Show my, me number, that
2: leg. my number five... <laughs> is The Life After by Josh Vialkov and Gabo. Another purgatory book, huh? It's another purgatory book, but it's a little more interesting. It's kind of a Cabin in the Woods story. Uh, there's guys monitoring all the different purgatories for people that have died, and this one starts out in the purgatory for people that have committed suicide.
0: That's that messed up movie where the spiders and the zombies and all that shit. That movie was freaking hilarious. <laughs> right.
2: So there's people monitoring it and basically controlling the afterlife from a control room, basically what you expect, a bunch of computers and stuff. And this one guy shows up who isn't restricted by any of the rules of that world and starts destroying things inadvertently. So they make deals with the devil to try to stop him and all kinds of crazy stuff happens. Uh, I just love it. I think it's fantastic. My number four is Shudder. Oh, yeah. I'm a huge fan of Joe Keating's writing. And Layla DeLuca, I've only really discovered her this year, but I really like her art style as well. And that's the restraining order. (laughs) (laughs) Shudder is a really interesting story, jumps all over the place. There's all kinds of interesting things. There's a big mystery behind it because the main character has a lot of siblings that she doesn't know anything about. And as time goes by, she meets a few of them. And you don't really know still where they're at you don't know if they're good guys or bad guys and everything's kind of shrouded in mystery and I just like it it's a really good mystery story on top of being a really like interesting fantasy kind of story yeah book
0: one kicked in kind of okay but then book two is one of those shit went kind of crazy and these purple ninjas and everything else yeah it's a good book
2: I I enjoy it too Uh, my number three is Saga which can't really say anything about Saga except that it's just probably the most consistently good book that comes out but it's not my favorite.
3: Yes, saga, <laughs>
4: it, it is a great one, though, dude. I mean, the writing and the art is just fantastic. Uh, Brian K. Vaughn, Fiona Staples, like, it, it. they do drop off every few issues. But, I mean, it has been consistent, dude. So, so good. Star Wars, love story type mm-hmm. of deal. And, yeah, I love the interactions, the new characters they're coming up with. It's just it's gorgeous, dude, honestly.
2: Yeah. My number two is Evil Empire. This is a book that I picked up on a whim, like I read the synopsis of the first issue and I uh, didn't know anything about Max Bemis or Ransom Getty at all. I picked it up, loved the first issue. It's so wild. <laughs> it's about the president of the United States, and he knows that his wife has been abusing their daughter. So he can't take it anymore, and then one day he just kills the wife. So he's arrested, and he's going to be impeached, going to be removed from office, and he has a press conference before he goes to jail where he basically tells the U.S., we don't need to live by these stupid rules. He's like, I did the right thing. I took out this woman who's abused our daughter for years. It was, it was the noble thing to do, even if it was against the quote-unquote law. And he inspires everybody in the country to do whatever the fuck they want.
0: <laughs> I'm inspired.
2: And the whole, I know, right? awesome. the whole country turns into a giant cesspool. I mean, people are killing, pillaging, raping. Like it's just a wild, wild story. South Los Angeles. Okay, <laughs> I get you.
4: Why well, you gotta talk shit on our
1: hometown, man? Come on. You guys got cycles in Texas too. Oh yeah. Sitting <laughs> so right across from me. Shut up. Let me talk about heaven. <laughs> hey hey hey.
3: Don't pick on me.
2: Uh, but I, I love Keep Evil on. Empire. It's one of the books that I look forward to more than anything else that comes out, and it's always one of the first books I read every week. Uh, my number one. I gave it the number one slot for the same reason. It's always the first book to go on the top of my pile. Nailbiter. Oh, Oh, nice dude! You got fucking problems. I told you you have problems. (laughs) Uh, I I absolutely love Josh Williams, and I think he is the best horror writer writing right now. Nailbiter has done so many interesting things that you don't Mm. typically see in comics. Yeah, Uh, it feels like you're watching a movie instead of reading a comic book a lot of the time, and I always look forward to it more than anything
3: else.
4: It's- yeah, dude, Joshua Williamson is great writing it. Like you mentioned, he's he's just so consistent it's at it. Guy. Mike Henderson, dude, they used to work on Masks and Mobsters together um, a while back. Adam got me into that one. That's a good one to go back to just, just to see their style together. It is a great story. But yeah, I agree with you, Justin. I love the fuck out of that one, dude. It's just it's spooky to the point where it's like it keeps you on the edge of your seat, but it's not too fucking spooky. Although they're doing some twisted shit in there, dude. Yeah, with all with all
0: the killers. <laughs> Ain't that the truth, Amen, brother. <laughs> Amen. Now we're going to
1: church. Hallelujah. All right, guys. You know. Let's kill some people <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then eat them. Yeah, well, yeah they eat them, of course. I did mention that last podcast. And you yeah, Steve-
2: you asked Steve Orlando if he had ever eaten people, and he was like, as far as I know, no. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about our uh, top five big two books. Okay. Uh, number five.
0: You introduced this to me. Uh, childhood Love, Love That's Growing Up. Hell, we do the voices of
2: certain people here. What? With- he Man. He Man. That's right. Da-da-da-da-da. Actually, the book is called Merman. <laughs> Just yeah, which is kind of disappointing but oh shit
0: <laughs> but no he-man is great totally different take on a lot of stuff you know growing up from the tv show uh i, I enjoyed how they did the thing the arc where she-ra was and she-ra yet yeah, she was dispara right my center dispara mm-hmm. yeah dispara and uh she was working for horde prime and and then how she like fucking killed he-man <laughs> and then uh saved him and uh and how Tila became the sorceress and crap and oh and skeletor got his ass whooped but disappeared but now all of a sudden skeletor is coming back and this he-man attorney award looks like it'll to be even a better badass arc uh it's really good so that's how he-man made my top five because it's always good it's
2: enjoyable to read it's honestly one of the best dc books <laughs> which is sad to say but every time it comes out i'm excited to read it and i can't really say that about a lot of other dc titles yeah, there's gonna be there's some shockers in my top five here. You're not gonna you're gonna see like a total change here. You're not gonna
0: you're gonna be kinda shocked for me that is. Daredevil and Aquaman are in there? Whoa.
4: <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Daredevil. I'm all in guys. I
0: don't even read Daredevil. I skimmed the pages. Uh, uh four. Number four for me was Moon Knight. Ooh, Moon- good call yeah, on that. that. This great. This is actually my first uh Exposure? Yes, to Moon Knight. Great book. And sometimes there's no writing. Doesn't need to be writing because he's just kicking yeah. everybody's ass. Like the one episode, the one book, excuse me, where he went through all the four levels and just beating all the bad guys to get to the yeah. girl. It was like Game of Death. I know it was like <laughs> <so> <laughs> pretty much, dude. Yeah, it and, was good. They changed artists, I believe, too. Right? Didn't well, it?
2: in issue seven, they switched from uh, Warren Ellis and uh, Declan Shalvey to Brian Wood and Greg Smallwood, which. I don't think it was much of a drop-off. I think it's just
0: as good. So that's why it's my number four. Okay. Awesome, Miguel. I, I like that call too, man. Again, um, <clears throat> speaking on that one,
4: since you guys did bring it up, um, I read something about Marvel for this particular title. They're going to have, uh, I guess, seasons where they do uh, different teams now are going to take over it uh, every five or six issue arc. So just FYI. But um, I, I love Declan Shelby. You, you know, the art in there, it's still pretty consistent, even though the teams did change. I, I love that book, though, Miguel.
2: Yeah, me too. My number
0: three. This guy was never really a – I was never really a big, big fan. I enjoyed some of it, but I thought he was overused. Uh, constantly everywhere, and it would kind of get on my nerves. But this particular story arc – this one would be all pussied out here. Uh, this particular mm-hmm. story arc um, – Touched me because it was very, uh, it was really good. Uh, it was a really good run this year, and they have great writers and great artists. Uh, Deadpool is my number three. The whole good, the bad, the dead, or the ugly, whatever it was, I can't remember, uh, with his daughter was kind of moving to me a little bit. Uh, the whole people trying to save the guys who were the messed up, uh, you know, the Deadpool night crawlers and, you know, all the. The fake guys. Right. It's really good. And the series has been really, really good. And I, that's why I put Deadpool number three. And I never really was a fan. But this has been an amazing run. I agree with you. It's I one mean, of those. I would never. We talked about books dropping. I would never. I, before, and back in the day, I would tell you, yeah, I don't need to read it more because you get it. But no, I won't drop it. I mean, I really enjoy it. I think they're doing a great job. All right no comments from the syndicate they think I pussy down
1: oh, yeah, we're not really Deadpool fans but that's cool you know what You got
0: know if, well okay
4: anyone who loves anything I can't talk shit about I, but can, I can't I have whatsoever. met <laughs> Rob Liefeld before I you know what I think I hate Deadpool because of Rob Liefeld so I can understand that I can talk shit on what's his face to unique uh, Paquette too but I think I hate Rob Liefeld like I literally want to punch him in the fucking face
1: yeah it's pretty bad when we go to conventions he's like picking up rocks and shit
4: I'm looking for a fucking Rob Liefeld I'm like where's he at dude what time is he signing dude I want to see this fucking guy I want to yeah so I'm sorry <laughs> but uh, yeah
0: where were we at where well, we were like trying to interview him we almost got him Comic Blues no Houston Con which Amazing Con Amazing Houston Con we yeah, almost got a chance to talk to we him we almost got a chance to interview him but we missed him because we were like on a 40 minute interview with Chad Harden oh like, yes 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 dude. Chad's pretty funny if you ever get a chance to meet him he looks like the big show no shit. Really? Yeah, he really looks like the big show. I'm a big <laughs> guy and he he dwarfed me.
3: <laughs> <laughs> awesome
0: dude. He's, he's a funny he's a cool guy actually. He's very nice. Very down to earth. It's that always
4: cool. I mean, you guys have done a lot of interviews too recently and like, mad props to that. But I think the coolest thing is when you meet an artist or writer and they're so down to earth is just, you know, a cool experience, dude. You know, like sometimes they say you don't want to meet your heroes because they let you down. And so just to meet somebody cool is always a great experience. And when you meet that asshole, granted, <clears throat> they couldn't be walking by to their next panel or a signing. And to brush you off, sometimes you feel like, well, fuck this shit. I'm going to toss
1: away your <laughs> comics right now. Joel's hated Landfill for like 20 years. God, it's look, all right. We'll talk about I'm that. I'm going to flip this table over right now. <laughs> know,
0: same, great. All right, let me go on so he doesn't get angry. My number two... <laughs> Uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Awesome, uh, really. Okay. I really like that book. It's just funny to me. I mean, I love the Star Lord, Groot, and the interaction between Rocket and them, and uh, with Venom joining in for a little bit here, yeah, and getting messed up, and then like the team just like getting captured and Groot being decapitated and cut in half and crap. And no, I really like the book. I, I thought it was really funny. It, it's one of them that I've enjoyed, and uh, so that's how I made my
1: number two. Oh, nice. I, I liked how uh, Groot became Venom. That was yeah, cool. That was funny. Yeah. <laughs> and then Rocket and then Drax. Yes. Yeah, yeah, just... That was a
0: good. That was a good issue. That was really good. My number one has to be probably my favorite X Men person because he's so freaking evil. <laughs> Magneto. Uh, Magneto.
4: Yeah, oh, awesome nice. dude. I love that fucking book, Miguel. Go for it.
0: I, he's twisted. He's on his righteous path. He's gonna get everybody. You know, he's gonna save all the mutants get rid of all these bad freaking humans and crap. He's just killing left at the right. What else could you want? I mean, he's like killing people with screws <laughs> and nails. Uh, yes. then, then he did his thing in the freaking axes killed the Red Skull, released Onslaught. Dumb move. <laughs> but, just, <laughs> but no, man, I love Magneto. I really do.
4: Awesome, Miguel. Okay, um, I love the way he's written. I read today's. Um, it's getting interesting. Uh, even reading Uncanny X-Men, the, the interaction he had with Cyclops uh, was was interesting uh I, i'm loving it dude that i'm glad that made your your top dude it, it's really rare i don't hear a lot of uh comic podcasts talking about magneto much we've talked about it a lot but well you guys do lot, obviously but i i mean a lot of i mean i listen to you guys but a
0: lot of podcasts don't really talk about magneto dude they should he's it's a really good book i i mean i like him i prefer him where he's wearing the gray right now uh and i what is it all new x-men Uncanny, okay. the- okay. yeah. Okay. The gray,
2: the white
3: and black. Yeah, suit. To hell, with
0: the red. Yeah. <laughs> the- oh, by the way, I shocked the world and I let all my fans down. There was no Batman book in my top five, and that's very rare because I'm-, <laughs> I'm Batman honk, and it was tough for me. I wanted to put Batman and Turtle, but it's been a shit book for the first. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta you gotta
2: think about the whole year, not just the
0: last twelve. Episodes.
2: <laughs> I mean, it got good, but it really sucked early on.
0: Yeah, it really did, dude. Yeah.
2: All right, all right so, JC, what's yours? So my uh, big two top five. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that there's going to be some some statements made about this list. But I'm making them now. Uh, my number five is all new X Factor. Uh, it's a weird team. It's Polaris, Quicksilver, Gambit which a lot of people really hate Gambit now. I'm not sure why public opinion has turned against him so much. It really is, yeah. I don't know why, dude. I love Gambit, but uh, Peter David's writing that, right? Peter David is writing it, and I've really liked this iteration of the team. I mean, it's not quite as good as the Madrox team was, but Mm. a lot of really funny and interesting things have happened, and most of it is centered around Gambit, which is why I assume most people don't like the series. I personally do. I'm a Gambit fan, and I've enjoyed it a lot. My number four was Hulk. Uh, this particular oh, Hulk nice. has been really good, especially when Jerry Dugan took over writing... Doc Green? Uh, Doc Green. Oh, yeah. such June, an um, take on the Hulk. Uh, Jerry Dugan is just killing it this year, man. He came out of nowhere. I mean, he was basically Brian Posehn's friend writing Deadpool with him, and now he's writing four Marvel titles. He's also writing a Batman book, too. And occasionally a Batman book. I mean, Jerry Dugan is a fantastic writer who came out of nowhere this year, and Hulk is one of his best titles. I really like it. Uh, my number three is... Oh probably the most talked about new Marvel book of the year, Miss Marvel. Ah. You know, it's a really lighthearted, fun, kind of goofy story about Kamala Khan. It's this uh, Pakistani girl who gets inhuman powers and she idolizes the Avengers. She idolizes Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel, whatever you want to call her. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she gains shapeshifting abilities and she does some really cool stuff. She does team-ups with Wolverine that are really good. Her her villain is kind of dumb. I'll give you that. But just her coming of age and learning to use her abilities and all that kind of stuff makes it feel like Spider-Man story kind of a little bit to me. And I've really enjoyed it. Best part of the book is when she got the dog. Yeah. yeah <laughs> she did get uh lockjaw yeah. <laughs> from the Inhumans for a little while, which has been kind of funny. No, I'll give you, that's a good book. It's said, it, you're right. It does feel like it's the new Spider-Man.
0: Um, it's funny, lighthearted. And it's, it's a good book. I really enjoyed it. Weirdo.
2: Uh, <laughs> 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 it's not Slumdog Millionaire. Come on. <laughs> they hated Deadpool, you're number four. They're really going to hate it as my number two.
4: <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. He's oh, let's two. talk about Rob Liefeld, guys. No, just kidding.
0: Oh, my <laughs> God. No, this is a oh, shocker. I'm, I'm sitting in a Deadpool office. Everything is Deadpool. I'm surprised the rug is not Deadpool.
2: I'm a huge fan of the character, but not really because of what Liefeld did with him, because of, yeah, of know, Joe Kelly and because of Rick Remender and because of Brian Posehn and Jerry Dugan. I love what so many people have done with Deadpool, but this particular run with Dugan and Posehn, I have loved from the very beginning – and it just gets better and better with time. Like you were talking about before, the good, bad, and ugly, one of the most endearing storylines Deadpool's ever had. You really feel for him. Uh, that happened this year, early this year. Well, Make me sound like more of a win. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like but, ridiculous. I mean, you also get to see a lot of different sides of Deadpool in this particular run. I mean, you see him as the badass mercenary. You see him as the, the shrewd businessman. You see him as the crazy person a little bit. Uh, you even get to learn cr- interesting things about him. They give him more backstory. They talk about where the other voices came from that just magically appeared when Daniel Way took over. Uh, they talk about a lot of the stuff that people have been wondering about for a really long time, and I think they've done an amazing job with that character, and it, it definitely deserves to be my number two.
0: And there's still that one door they want to talk about in his head. Remember they show? us? That's still one thing. No, that there's,
2: there's tons of uh, hidden things that'll be coming up later on. Yeah, because they're really
0: sure. focusing on that, so I'm curious to see. Ah, okay, what was your number one?
2: My number one was Moon Knight. Um, oh, there you go. Wow. I absolutely loved that series. I thought that Ellis and Shelby did such an amazing job reimagining mm-hmm. the character. And there's all the different voices of Moon Knight. You know, there's like mm-hmm. four different aspects within that character. And every single one of them got a little bit of screen time in that story. And even going forward with Brian Wood and Greg Smallwood, you've seen more aspects of the Moon Knight persona. I'm loving it. I'm loving everything to do with Khonshu. Uh, I can't wait to read more. It's always one of the first Marvel books I read. So yeah, easily my number one. That's nice, awesome, dude. Good picks, guys.
0: You know, surprisingly, I mean, you got your favorite of all time. Obviously, your favorite character. My favorite character didn't make the top five.
2: Well, they they hate your favorite character series too. What?
0: <laughs> Are you serious, She-Ra? You hate Harley Quinn? Oh, the hell my is
1: god. <laughs> <laughs> so they heard our last episode. Know, <laughs> we, we
3: talked
0: so like shit on her last episode because my internet's been on a fritz. So I downloaded earlier today when I was at jackin and Box picking up some food. So I downloaded – I was listening on my way up here, but I didn't get all the way through yet.
4: Oh, don't listen then. Don't, we, okay, don't, no, don't listen to well, it. Well, I love Harley Quinn. The character – she's a great character. The way it's in right now uh, – no, you know what? Fuck it. We're comic podcast, dude. We have the right to to talk shit on these comics, dude. It's written like it's, – it's shit, dude. It really is. Just tell them how you really feel, bro. <laughs> Hold
0: up here. Honey. It's shit. <laughs> I mean – do you? Um, let me meet you halfway. Yeah, it's not greatly written. It's not until they actually get serious with it or take it a different way, it's never going to be in my top three. Yeah, they're,
2: they're yeah. so committed to the, the slumming apartment building and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And there, there are certain aspects of the story that just aren't great. And I don't really know what Jimmy Palmiotti or Amanda Connor's end goal is with this arc they're on, mm. but it's definitely been weak. Uh, Chad Harding's art is, is really good, though. I like the artwork in the, in the book a lot. There have been some really good one-shots. Like some of the holiday specials and stuff like that have been pretty funny. Uh, but the main story, it's definitely not as good as previously. Terrible. Movie, iterations. <laughs> but you've never actually heard me ever put it in the top three, not
0: one. So That's true. <laughs> well, I take that back. Book one or whatever, the first time it came out, it made because we did this stupid comic theater thing, so it must have been. <laughs> 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 but no, oh, yeah. I collect all the older issues as well. So
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, for her to be like her character outside this – this run, she's. She, I mean, I liked her in the old school animated Batman TV shows, but just this arc has put up like kind of bad taste, you know what I mean? Yeah, we yeah. I mean, know what you mean. So, sons of bitches, <laughs> <laughs>
2: she's, still, she's still hot, so it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> we have one, one other category we wanted to talk about uh, miniseries. Okay, because we read something like 32 different miniseries this year. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. So uh, what were your top five miniseries? Well, I'm freaking broke. <laughs> exactly I'm the one right. buying
0: them all. How are you broke? <laughs> because I buy some of them too. Hell, hello.
1: Yeah, I don't buy any of them.
2: <laughs> I, I, all right. Number five. One of the greatest miniseries around. Men of Wrath. Jason Aaron and uh, Ron Garvey? Yeah.
0: Man throws a kid in the, in the, in the mud, doesn't give a shit. <laughs> Goes out, tries to kill his own son, of freaking cemetery that's full of wraths. Through the church. People shooting left to right. Preacher comes out to shoot him. He kills the preacher. Come on. It's a great book. It's just freaking violent. <laughs> and I love it. Because the old man doesn't give a shit. He's the ultimate badass, and his son is a puss, and he gets the contracts, and it, nobody take him out. I don't know if I'd call his son a puss. I mean, he's, he's, okay, his he's son, a fighter in his own right. Whatever. He ran like a little bitch out of the cemetery. He got shot. If it wasn't for the woman in the car, he'd have been dead. You know this. That, that's probably and if it true. wasn't for the preacher, the,
2: the old man would have killed him. It's a good series. It didn't make my top five, but it's a good series. Well, you know me. I like violence. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, book number four is from a good friend of ours, Monmouth. Oh yeah, C. It's mm-hmm.
0: from theirs as well. Yeah, love the book. Again, angels, demons, a switch though, man. Lucifer and you know, Michael, the reverse, and all the people on Earth. It was really kind of confusing early on, but it was you know it was really good. The art was nice. Uh, Followed the story. I thought it was a little too short. They could have maybe done four or five or maybe six book miniseries. Uh, the
2: ending felt rushed to me. Like I liked the beginning a lot. I thought oh, the first yeah. two issues were great. And then issue three was really – it was good. It wasn't great. It was good. Uh, but it did feel a little rushed. I still think uh, even though it was rushed,
0: it ended OK. Uh, that's what I
2: it did feel rushed, but I like how towards the end
4: he kind of left it open, open-ended too. You know, like there's room to tell more stories. Yeah. So. So I, I definitely love that. And yeah, Seek's fucking awesome. I've heard him on your guys' show before. He's, we chill with him and talk to him a lot. So he, great writing, dude. And even the
2: art in there yeah. is fucking fantastic, dude. Eric Diltowski, like – Oh, so Peter good. Seek found that guy, but his artwork is incredible. So, Agreed. Yeah.
0: So book number three for me was – this is a series I've talking about that. Uh, it's already over, but oh my god. If we talked about this a couple times when we say that a book – car chases and stuff aren't supposed to look realistic in the book, but this one made it look really realistic. Uh, Dead Body Road. Uh, the art was awesome. The story was great.
2: How could it not be? As Justin Jordan and Mateo Scalera. I mean, it was just—it
0: yeah. was freaking off the chain. I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't have the words for it. I mean, if you help me with some words here, Justin. I mean, because you know it was really good. Hey, have what you guys seen box? True Romance before? No. Okay,
4: it, it's an old, I believe, um, Quentin Tarantino, he co-wrote, uh, that one. You guys gotta watch that movie. This comic felt like that. I'm I'm so surprised it made your list, Migo. but I uh, I agree. Really gritty, really action-packed, uh, the, the scenes, even the car chase scenes are fucking nuts, dude. It's violent, like, it's it's really good, dude. It's no superpowers whatsoever. It's just a story, gritty, like... Everyone's kind of diming each other out, like bank robber status, but there's ulterior motives behind it too, dude.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was great. I mean, I
2: mean, <laughs> I can still picture some of the scenes. <laughs> uh, Mateo Scalera's artwork stays with you. Mm-hmm. He's, he's hands down my favorite artist in the in, in the biz right now. Uh, I mean, I know you're probably
0: surprised that it was my number three because you remember how much I was gushing over when it came out. Yeah. I, I wish it wasn't a miniseries, but it turned
2: out mm-hmm. that I was like, son of a <laughs> – I, I understand. There was two books that came out after it that were – just
1: so much better. <laughs> and number well, one, if you guys me. like his uh, his art, he's doing Black Science. Yeah, we're we'll reading that, that up. As well. <laughs> oh, that's such that's so good. Yeah, so good. I actually have uh,
2: two signed pages from Mateo Scalera and a couple prints hanging up on my wall. Oh, so, uh, I hate nice. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> well, my one and two are
0: very tough for me. Um, it was so. I mean, it. I could go either way. My um, number two is from probably our. Best favorite person we've ever had on this show. I'm um, probably the greatest guy we've ever got to talk to, and I can't wait to meet him in person. Adam Garza? <laughs> Adam Garza? Yes. yes. Hi, ah, guys.
3: Oh, 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 man, the beaters.
0: <laughs> you read comics, dude? <laughs> <I do. laughs> what am I supposed no, to? Uh, Lupe Orozco. She's amazing. You awesome. <laughs> oh, my God. No, Eric
3: awesome.
0: the Looker. My bad. It's Eric the Looker. Him. No, uh, uh, number two uh, on my list was Undertow by Steve Orlando.
3: Nice.
0: Just a better fucking Aquaman than any Aquaman could ever be. That's oh, oh. t- <laughs> <laughs> number
3: one. Wow!
0: Because, hey, he even threw an arm. We started a stupid conversation with him, and he had a cut off arm written in there, inspired by us. And we did a hashtag the arm, and so that was like so cool.
2: So it was like violence again. <laughs> I mean, he's, like, he's the only guest we've had on the show three times. So I mean, obviously, we were huge fans of his work. Undertow. A lot of people didn't like it. They they liked the story, but they couldn't get into Artiom's artwork because it's so different. It's fine by me. I liked it. Uh, but I liked it as well, and I thought it really meshed with the story very well. It it made it made Aquaman look tough.
0: Yeah, not some pansy walking around in yellow and green.
1: <laughs> oh man, that's awesome, I man. like Aquaman. He's a good guy. <laughs> he plays a lot with his fish. It's all right. man. <laughs>
0: Stingray He's with his trident all the time. That's, that's the problem. <laughs> Number one book, and it had a fucking horse. Translucent. The, the horse is the bad guy. He's or the good guy. You don't, uh, you don't really know He's the that hero. That. The hero loses himself along with They're fighting, having their last battle. But then in the last book, you find out that the hero is in a freaking coma. He's going to freaking die. And the horse is in his head, messing with him and making him feel like he won that last time and he was a good guy. And then the horse, in turn, becomes the good guy and lets the hero die. Freaking awesome! I gave it. I didn't do it any justice right there. It was <laughs> Coe Coambrer guys. People freaking book. Just oh my god, it was so good. And I loved it because it was the white horse, similar to the mask I wear. <laughs> it was just mm-hmm. awesome. It was a great book, and I really do loved it. And I loved it. And they were on our show. Uh, they were very nice to talk to him and his
2: wife. So. Yeah, Claudio Sanchez and Chandra etchert um, Yes, Claudio's written a bunch of different uh, stories. Most of them based within the universe that his stories for his songs are written. Um, but he's had a few other miniseries that were kind of separate, and this one he wrote with his new wife. It it was hands down the, the best. New wife? Yeah, they got married recently.
0: The funny part was when I told Steve, "Sorry, Steve, but you know when we had him, I said this beat you, and we had a horse." And Steve was like, "God damn it! I knew we should have put a horse in there." <laughs>
2: <laughs> so yeah, those were my five. What were yours? Uh, my number five was Squitter. Ooh,
1: Ooh uh, I like that
2: Ben Temple book. It was oh, yeah.
1: like I like I like when she does that. Nice. <laughs>
2: Uh, it's it's a fantastic story about kind of the last man. Uh, he's the last person that has a chance of fighting these alien squids that have come to overthrow humanity and enslave what's left of the population. He's a relic from an old war, but he learns how to fight against them and with the help of some witches that are kind of involved in the squid cult, he fights them and takes them on and, and beats them back from this world at least. Which And leaves a lot of opens for uh, a second miniseries or a second storyline where... Maybe he follows them across the universe and fights him in other planes. It was really good. Ben Temple Smith did the writing and the art. It's his first uh, standalone story, I think. Damn straight. It was really good. Uh, my number four was a really fun book that came out early last year, or this year, Krampus.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> did either of you read Krampus? Negative, dude. I've heard about it. I believe you guys have spoken about it a few times, too. Uh, no, let us know what it's about, dude. No, I haven't read it. Okay, so the Krampus is basically the... Evil Santa Claus? He's not evil Santa Claus. He's the antithesis of Santa Claus. Like if Santa Claus goes around and gives presents to the good children, Krampus punishes the bad children by beating them and smacking them around and telling them what what they're doing wrong in their world Mm. and tries to make them conform to being a good child the next year. Okay. So for years, Krampus hasn't existed. He's been imprisoned by the League of Santa Clauses. 'Cause there's a Santa Claus for every country. The League. So they have like maybe <laughs> they have like board meetings where they meet up and talk about what they're gonna do for Christmas this year and how they're gonna handle things. Well, there's this really twisted plot where there's one of the Santa Clauses has killed Father Christmas, who is the source of all their magic powers. And they're trying to figure out who's behind it. And this whole magical world exists. I mean there's fairies and there's like frost giants and all kinds of crazy stuff. So in a last ditch effort, they release the Krampus from their prison and say Will restore you to your former glory if you go out there and help us figure out who uh, killed Father Christmas. So he goes on this quest and he meets um, he meets Doc Holiday, which is kind of funny. Like awesome. Those he meets, these
0: um, oh god, uh, geez, he meets so many people I can't remember.
2: Like lots of different mythological figures that are loosely related to. Oh, he meets uh, Jack Frost. Yeah, he meets Jack Frost. He meets all kinds of people that are loosely related to Christmas. Just remember,
0: Jack Frost is the bad guy.
2: Right. And the the story is just a really well-thought-out miniseries, and it's an interesting Christmas-themed miniseries, which you don't really see that often. Who writes that one, Justin? Krampus is written by Brian Joins and drawn by Dean Kotz. Okay, is this going to be a miniseries? It it was uh, issues one through six. It was a miniseries that came out starting January of 2014. Okay. I think it ended in February, so the trade should be out by now. Okay, cool. We're we're checking out, though. I mean, you you dig on it. I trust your guys' opinion, dude. What's in the top five, so... Yeah, (laughs) it's fun. It was yeah, a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Okay, cool. My number three was uh, Dead Body Road. Aha, that was nice, oh, dude. Good. That was good. Uh, Justin Jordan, I'm a huge fan of his writing. I mean, mm-hmm. Luther Strode is such a cool, violent series. Uh, Dead Body <laughs> Road is, is just as violent, but it's mm-hmm. a lot more gritty like we were talking about before, a lot more you know, based in reality, kind of what that kind of story would feel like. Hey, guys, you want to hear some messed up shit?
1: Like oh, this, rock and roll! Man. Like, it's
2: about time, uh, dude. Like this this fuck, dude, got a Christmas card from Justin Jordan. <laughs> 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 I did get a Christmas card of Justin Jordan uh, and his and his cat.
3: <laughs> no, 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 no,
2: that's way cool. And, and
1: again, that comedy—it feels like they can make a movie out of it, dude. I hope they do. It would be awesome. Yeah, they could, yeah. That was a really good comedy. I go watch it. <laughs> the art, the art was by the same dude, uh, or whatever his name is. Mateo Scalarius. Yeah. yeah, that's oh, so good. And then from there up, it's the exact
2: same as yours. Undertow was number two. Love Steve Orlando. I love that book. I thought it was a really interesting take on the Atlantis legend um, and Translucid. Oh, my God. Hands down the best miniseries of this year. It really just tackles the dichotomy of good versus evil and like who, what the role of the hero is in that kind of story. And you're never really sure which one's the good guy and which one's the bad guy until the very end. It flip-flops a lot. And then, like you said, there's a big twist at the end, which kind of throws everything on its head. But uh, just hands down the best book, best miniseries. Did you hear that
0: educated bastard using all those big words in there? <laughs> yeah, us
1: Mexicans don't like big words. Oh, I
0: shit.
3: Right.
1: Let's <laughs> keep it down to our level, I Our level, I say. It was good,
2: man. It I liked
3: good.
2: it. <laughs> oh, You racist bastard. <laughs> Help me
1: up this fence, homie. <laughs>
2: We did have one other really easy short category. The best new number one of the. Cool. Year. So, what was your new number one that you thought was the best, Miguel? It was based on the number one book, their first book to release,
0: Evil Empire Number One. Okay. That, that book from the beginning to the end, when it just book one was just totally what the shit. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> it was just awesome. I and mean, you gave the synopsis on it earlier. I. It's the. That book one just grabs you by the nuts and doesn't let go. I mean, it's that good. Come on, later on you find out that the brother is messing around with his own sister.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of really sick and twisted stuff in that book. <laughs> what does it say about me? <laughs> a, lot. Two, yeah, nice. a lot. What was yours, sir? Uh, I, that was actually really in consideration for my number one as well. But I went with Deadly Class number one. Ooh.
3: Awesome, dude. Yeah, that was good.
2: I thought, I thought that was Reminder's best book of the year. Uh, Black That's Science cool. was close, but I thought Deadly Class was just so good. Those three are actually the three I was picking from. Really? Mm-hmm. And what's Craig, that art, even the colors in, in that book are so fucking good, dude. Yeah. Everything about the first issue of Deadly Class, mm-hmm. it just sucked you in and you couldn't wait for more. I remember how excited I was to read like the first four or five issues of that series. I think it kind of tapered off a little towards towards the later few issues, but the beginning was just amazing.
0: Yeah. Very good. I remember you running around the cube. Hey, man, did you read that book yet? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it for our, our reviews from this year. Woo. Tried to make that short, but it didn't really work.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be the all-new two-hour special? (laughs)
2: Sure. The new year special, why not? All right. Uh, So the next thing we have on the docket is uh, Tell Me a Funny Story.
0: No, you dirty son of a guy. Hey, who's up? You are. Damn it. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I went last week. So three Mexicans are going to tell three funny stories. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, if we're gonna. Mine's not gonna be funny. It's gonna be talking
4: shit on old people. I don't know how funny that's gonna be, but. Sounds pretty funny. <laughs> it was pretty funny when it happened, but yeah, Miguel, dude, you lead it. That way we can be like, okay, fuck, mine's not gonna be as bad. I mean, it's not gonna be about filling up an older woman like uh, Justin did when he was a kid. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you molested your
3: grandmother not my grandma <laughs> <laughs> that, that was oh, a man.
4: fucking I was rolling dude I was at work I'm like get the fuck out of here He felt up his grandma Doesn't this feel good
1: grandma? Like I'm like What the <laughs> fuck's going on? It, it does <laughs> You
0: know it's funny you say that crap Because uh, two funny stories I'll do the, the one that happened at Target first uh, So we were shopping at Target And I'm, I'm a real dumbass When I go out and with my wife And the kids are with us or whatever Because when I was growing up My father was very strict I wasn't allowed to act like an idiot. I couldn't ask for anything. I had to be like straight, proper. Otherwise, I'm going to get my ass slapped or my ass beat when I got home. He slapped your ass? No, he whooped my ass. (laughs) 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 There's no slapping. (laughs) So when I go out with the kids with the wife or anything, I like to joke around and have fun and be goofy. I mean, that's just me. I'm a dumbass to begin with anyway. So it was just me and the wife. We were out to Target trying to buy some more stuff. We had to get some wrapping paper. So we walked our way out in the store. Saw Heather actually in there. Yes. Uh, we talked to her for a little bit and then we were leaving and we had these two rolls of wrapping paper, you know, the big long rolls. And I start fucking around, I start hitting the wife in the back. <laughs> you are not my father. So I'm swinging hitting her with the <laughs> She swings back and I'm hitting her high, you know, because you never aim fucking low, okay? Oh, for all you chicks, you sword fighting with your Vato, you don't aim low, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm swinging and she turns around and does this Van Dam move and she nails, I don't know how the fuck she did it, but she nailed both the balls. Oh, my ass is on the ground like, oh, oh! She's like, "What the hell?" She's laughing her ass off. I'm like, "You never aim fucking low." So "Starting a rule, man." I tell you what, it felt like one of those stupid little metal, those metal balls you get in the office, and you hit the one and it hits the other, and they keep on going back and forth. That's what she
2: fucking did. You hit the right hitting. I told you, you hit the left nut and you hit the right nut. You're on the ground going click, clap, click clack, click. Exactly. Dude, I was
0: in fucking pain. I ain't gonna lie. I was like oh, holding man. my shit. Like, and and it's it's fucking paper, bro. You know why it was hurting? Because it's like forty fucking degrees outside, okay?
2: <laughs> Wait, this was that, that the parking lot or this was in the store?
0: This was in the goddamn parking lot. Some woman walked by us I <laughs> got my ass because I'm on I'm on one knee <laughs> on the ground. I don't even have the wrapping paper in my hand anymore. I'm I'm down. I've lost. It's over. Fight's over. <laughs> Flawless victory.
1: I'm sad I wasn't there to say finish him (laughs) him. (laughs) 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 She did finish
0: me I felt like I'll shit myself I hurt so bad Damn dude And I look at her You don't ever swing fucking low ever You aim above the torso And my wife's like I'm short to begin with I was aiming up (laughs) So yeah that was the wife But anyway That was the funny story that I had so far Like I always tell you my stories are (laughs) tragic See, tragic. My nuts paid the price. But we're watching Family Guy the other day, and there's an episode where they're taking care of Quagmire's cat. And the cat climbs up on Lois, and Lois is sleeping on the couch. And so the cat starts doing the little cat paw things on her boobs. And then Brian sees the cat, so he gets the cat out of the way. And Brian starts sticking his nails out, she starts doing it. And she's like, opens her eyes and goes, you're sleeping. It's the cat. It's the cat. So I walked in the bedroom, and the wife was asleep. I actually moved the cat. (laughs) She looks at me like, you're having a dream, it's the cat. She fucking hit me again low. (laughs) She swung at me again and again got the nut. I didn't move fast enough, and she got the right nut. uh, (laughs)
2: Son of a bitch. So, like, in a couple of weeks, I got hit the balls twice. Did she scream out, stranger danger? No. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. So don't ever don't ever fill up your wife's boobs while she's sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> or your girlfriend. Is, there's, there's a life lesson for you, Adam.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <is>. so, since <laughs> you just
2: got engaged. Congratulations on that, by the wow, way. Oh, thanks yes. guys. Thank you. Was she sober when you asked? <laughs> uh she was oh well, she was awake, I think. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, congratulations to you. Uh Thank you. To your new wife. I saw the pictures uh, I liked it on Facebook. Yeah, I saw that. Thank you guys. I appreciate that. Yeah, I told her to take care of him
4: or else so I'm going to come after her. Pretty
3: awesome. I know I know a string trio
4: that you could hire if you need one. Awesome. You guys can come back yeah, out good. here to Orange County, though, dude. Who's
0: playing for this flight? <laughs> <laughs> Sponsors, man. Sponsors. Sponsors.
3: Food Woo!
0: Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Nice. So the next question is, Josiah, when you going to get married?
3: Oh, that's Ooh, a story. Jeez,
0: when am I going to find a girlfriend first, man? What do we got, two hours? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Miko. That's a great question, man. Well, Eric told me if you ever ask him, he's He's going to say say yes. yes.
4: (laughs) If Adam would have asked me, you know,
0: that would have been. (laughs) (laughs) I do. I only said I dig his legs, you know, but yeah. Hey, man, I listen to your show. I know what kind of life you're leading. (laughs) Remind me of a young me. (laughs) Awesome, man. Yeah,
4: yeah. Trying to enjoy it now that I still can,
0: you know. That's right. You live the life. And Mike Lapinas told us many stories.
1: (laughs) Mike (laughs) Lapinas. That guy's awesome, dude. Yeah, I I love love that that guy, dude. I love that last name, dude.
0: (laughs) So, who's going first? My primo? You know,
4: I I told Adam, let me go first because I don't think... Adam is just fucking hilarious to me, guys. So, he cracks me up and I know, like, okay, mine's going to be mid-range, but Adam's going to bring it. So, I told him, whatever you do, don't fuck up the story tonight. Make it funny. Too late. <laughs> so mine's bad. To piggyback on yours, uh, Miguel, a bit. I used to work at Target ages ago, so right after high school. Now, um, I was in charge of the back room. I was back room captain. You captain. Know, I moved my way up to sales floor manager for electronics. So one day, this old lady comes up, dude, and she's like, she walks up to me. I'm like, hi, can I help you with anything? Hi, yes, I'm looking for something that can fix my TV. Okay, um, what seems to be the problem? I'm not sure. I think I need a new antenna. I'm like, okay, no problem. You're the ones we carry. Walk her over to that fucking section, dude. Uh, do you think this will help turn my TV on? I'm like, oh, your TV doesn't turn on. She's like, no, it just went blank on me. And I don't know. I can't get it to turn on. I'm like, oh, well, well I'm sorry. You know, I think you might need a new TV. She's like, why would I need a new TV? Sounds like your TV finally died out. What? Why would my TV die out? Without missing a beat, I look at her in the eyes and I'm like, that's what happens when things get old. They die. And it was just weird. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's fucked up, right? Like, yeah. Oh. So, but like, I, I And we're staring at each other for like 10 seconds that felt like 25 minutes. And I, it was that awkward stare where I'm like,
1: fuck. Wow. Like, I just Why do I just... have to die? <laughs> <You
3: know>? like,
4: <laughs> I felt bad. I felt bad. Like, I'm like, you know, but like I didn't think about it. It's one of those things like you just shoot it out. I'm like, well, fuck. That's what happens when things get old. They die. And without it, yeah, she just looked at me like, and it was one of those, like, I kind of disappeared into a bush type of deal, you know, the Simpsons, Homer <laughs> Simpson status. I'm like, shit, it was bad. That's but funny. um, so, yeah, I thought it was funny, funny looking funny. back at it. But, I mean, we, we're going to save that one for um, our podcast, uh, Things You Don't Tell Old People. But I <laughs> <laughs> thought I'd share it with you
2: guys. One time my mom was uh, – I was in the car with my mom. We were driving in, like, a shopping center. Like, it was out of Target probably. And there was this old couple, this real sweet old couple crossing the street. And they were holding hands. And the old man fell down, and the old woman, like, fell down with him. (laughs) Oh, I started laughing. Did you laugh? Mom mom just busts out laughing. (laughs) (laughs) She's just cracking up, and I'm... Like, I'm like, oh crap, those old people fell. Like I, I felt bad for them, but yeah, I'm kind of, of chuckling too. But she was just outright... Like, it was the funniest thing she'd ever seen. <laughs> and then after after they got help and got back up, she was like, I feel so bad about <laughs> the old people. I was just like, well, that's life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I,
1: I probably would have rolled down the window and said, you guys walk much or something. Something Something. Annoying. asshole. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so I'm up. You're up. All right. Way back when uh, I was... Uh, Junior high school it okay. was like the the first day at Willard. Me and Joe went to the I same junior you. high school too. And
2: by the way, we hated each. Actually, I hated you in that's junior true. high. Yeah, a
1: lot of people hated me. <laughs> I
3: don't know how well, we ended up friends. That's, that's
2: funny because uh, Miguel and I hated each
1: other at first too. White yeah. <laughs> 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 So, uh, it's, a, it's the first day of junior high school. You know, the favorite part of the day is lunchtime for me, obviously. <laughs> so, uh, the bell rings and uh, everybody goes out there. And I, the, the the fucking line was so huge. It was the, the line to get food. It looked like a fucking Disneyland ride, line. So, I'm like, fuck, you know, this is going to take forever. So, it, like half an hour later, I got my lunch. So, the next day, I'm like, all right, fuck, I got to do something here. <laughs> so... The bell rings and I and I fucking book it right. I'm just going super fast, <laughs> fucking fat kid running right. I, I get to I'm the I'm on the second story of the of the uh, building uh-huh. and it's a main hall. So <laughs> I go one two three step and then I just fucking fall like I just go head first into the ground. My my fucking lunch bag explodes. <laughs> I got fucking sandwiches flying everywhere. I got those little goldfish, those little fucking things. Everywhere. All, everywhere. And then everybody <laughs> comes out, and they help me up. And I'm like, I pick up my lunch. And then I'm standing there. And I'm like, dude, I brought my fucking lunch. Why the fuck am I running to the goddamn place?
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that's my funny story. In front of everybody, second day of school. It's, it was. It was pretty funny. So, how long have you guys actually known each other?
2: Jeez, we went to junior high school junior, together. Junior
1: high school, we hated each other. Um, once
2: we went to.
4: Once we met up in uh, high school, yeah, freshman year, we had a, a class together, in English history. Yeah, we did. and uh, we started talking comics. I was talking comics with somebody, and, and then that's what triggered the whole. Fuck you, you like comics? Comic books? Yeah. yeah, so it was cool, dude. So we've known each other. Jeez, dude. Fucking forever. We graduated bad. in 98, so four years since 94. Since about 92, we've known each other. Wow. We've been boys since about 94, though.
1: 20 years. 20 fucking yeah. years. it's been a
0: long time with this guy. And I still hate him. Yeah. <laughs> Graduated in '98. Yeah.
3: Graduated in '99,
0: so okay. I graduated
1: in '89. What the fuck? Miguel, yeah, never, never say that, Miguel. I still look beautiful. I saw that card, buddy. All, all we needed was a cat in front of your face. I would have
4: I thought we were gonna get a horse mask on you. That I know that, that
1: would card, be dude. funny. I he, was
0: the the he, was, uh, he left it at home. Yeah, but also the uh, the dictator here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> dictator, <laughs> that's
1: funny.
2: <laughs> nice. How about you guys? How long have you guys known each other?
1: Uh, we Too we
3: started working.
2: <laughs> we started working together eight years ago. Okay. And for the first two years, we did not talk at all. Was it? Th- yeah. No. Yeah. We hated each other for about two or three. <laughs> yeah, it was about two years we didn't talk at all because I thought you were insane. So did you guys like see each other in the hallway and just the evil stare? No, I mean we were in the same department. I mean, we had like a six-man team mm-hmm. that we all had to work together. So Miguel was on one side of the wall and I was on the other side. I mean we'd see each other in passing and we'd say hi and stuff, but – we never actually had any real conversations because the one time I had a real conversation, he was talking about coming in with a gun and shooting everybody in the building and burning
0: the <laughs> down. That's not what I told you. I ever, ever, t- I told you if I come in pissed off
2: or if you get a call from me, don't come in, don't come in. <laughs> well, this oh, was man. before you were telling me to stay away that day. <laughs> the first time I talked to you, you were just like, "Yeah, I'm going to come in and shoot everybody one day."
1: I thought he was saying, "Come to work that day."
2: <laughs> so did I. <laughs> <laughs> so what what clicked it off with you guys then? Do you, I mean, we, had, we had a mutual friend in the okay. department, um, and through him, we kind of got to know each other a little bit more, but not super well. And mm-hmm. then he ended up leaving, and Miguel was interested in comics, and I talked to you know our boss about comics and stuff. And then uh, Miguel got interested in reading The Walking Dead when the show was about to come back out. Cool. So he started picking up The Walking Dead, and then we just got more into comics, and like I'd always been into it so then we started going to the shop together and it just sort of went from there nice yeah now we're gay lovers but uh (laughs) Miguel has nice legs too whoa (laughs) no but uh,
0: with us you know kind of I guess you guys you had your own issues why you don't like each other early on it wasn't really anything to do with him I'll give him some props here I was having my own tough time I was going through my first uh, marriage and it was not very good and it was ending really bad and I was at a real real dark place
3: Sure. And
0: uh, so I had to really, had to do a lot of crap. But uh, becoming friends with him and going to comics and getting to know him really well his last many, many years we've been friends. We've
2: been friends for about four and a half yeah. years,
0: yeah. I want to say he's probably the nicest person I've ever met in my entire life. Uh, and his wife is just amazing as well. Uh, I love both these two people. They're like probably my best friends that I have oh, now. Sir. I you like a little clear. sentimental on you there. <laughs> so what do you do for a living? I mean, I've talked to you before, but I didn't know exactly what you do. I work for a foreclosure company, so I'm totally the
4: bearer of bad news. The dude.
1: most liked person in the world. <laughs> You're losing
4: your house, sir. Pretty much, dude. No, thank goodness I work in an office. We deal more with the strictly foreclosure. So, I mean, obviously when people can't pay off their house, we are the ones that tell you, okay, the bank kind of – needs their house back you're kind of fucked so that's what i do dude i work with the sales of the homes so uh the homes have to go to sale at uh each county courthouse we do the sales we do the postings of those and that's what i do man so um yeah dude, i mean it's it's not spectacular it, it's it's a job i've been there about 10 years now so i mean it's good it's just
1: job stability man yeah people are always losing their houses nice buddy i know right dude yeah <laughs> What an ass. <laughs> I totally, totally, dude. Um, I work uh, security, uh, like, with communities, like, at the guardhouse. Uh, that's why my schedule's always fucked up. What happens is if someone doesn't come in, I can't leave post, so I'm always there. And that uh, happens a lot, too. A lot, dude. I, I have, like, the shittiest luck. I keep kids out of their parents' houses. <laughs> Fucking... <laughs> Don't let my kid in. He's a son of a bitch. And I go, well, wouldn't that make you a bitch? But I can't say that. <laughs> wouldn't that make you a bitch? <laughs> but, anyway, that's, that's what I do. It's fucking terrible, dude. Uh, yeah, I, I just keep people out. Um, have to deal with, you know, people beating up their wives. I have oh, you know, sure. to call the cops. Damn, yeah, dude. Dude, it's, it's crazy. it gets, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Uh, it's pretty easy, though. I change posts so I can't watch all my TV shows. So I'm kind of mad. <laughs> so I have to <laughs> drive around. What's that? I heard that. Heard you mention that recently on one of the episodes. Yeah,
0: I used to watch like I think it was same, the, the same episode Josiah said he was going to go and whoop somebody's ass for you.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I swear, I don't even know any of his co-workers and I hate all well, of them. Right? That, I had one boss. I had a buddy that, that kind of stabbed me in the back and told her all my jokes I told about her. And <laughs> she hated my guts. So, yeah, that's what I do, man. So here's the funny thing for you. Um, <clears throat> not funny thing. I'm going to ask you a question. Christmas okay.
0: gift-wise, I know apparently our card is lost in the mail, according to you. Or <laughs> you said you don't do cards. Uh, Josiah, have you given Anna anything for Christmas or anything kind of funny or kind of messed up? Because the bastard across from me gave my gave me some gifts that are just wrong.
4: <laughs> oh man, yeah, you know what gag gifts I don't really give Adam year. I think I gave him a, a Joker, Joker uh, mini pop Ed? vinyl. Um, yeah. this year I gave him a, a I don't know if you guys seen him uh, the son of Batman uh, a Damien figure. It was really cool. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's about it as far as gag gifts. I think that was more like high school for us. Now it's like I miss you, babe. Jesus. So it's more like love. <laughs> it's more <laughs> like so loving so gifts. <laughs> that's so bad. <laughs> but yeah, dude, no. So that's what I got him, dude. Uh, explain what uh, what Justin got you,
2: Miguel. <laughs> well, let's see here. Should we start with the? It wasn't all gag gifts. It was like some good stuff, some some funny stuff to me. Should we start off with the box first? <laughs> sure. <laughs> What's okay.
3: The box?
2: What's in the box? What's in the box? So he brings his
0: big ass freaking box that he couldn't put in his car. He had to figure out to get into his car first. He got it and he brought it in. In this box, because he's proven to the world or he's telling the world that I'm the biggest Kiss fan that ever lived. <laughs> last, year a, last year, I got a Gene Simmons ornament. This year, I got an Ace Frehley ornament. And, and is this the, true, though? <laughs> uh, it's starting to become that way, yes. Okay. <laughs> he got me the standalone Ace Frehley CD. Not the Kiss, but Ace Frehley's own CD. <laughs> his, his dedication to the other band's members of Kiss. Um then he did the cool part. He got me two Harley Quinns that I didn't have uh, okay. from the old series. Uh, then he got me 120, excuse
2: me, 120 individual peeps. Oh, <laughs> you, you want to talk about the peeps. We'll talk about the peeps. Oh, the peeps. Back in episode keep- 30, Miguel was supposed to do a peep challenge. He, he, he agreed to do it on the show. We talked about it for a month. He was going to eat 100 peeps while we recorded. Oh, <laughs> snap. Oh, man.
3: <laughs>
2: and, we, and, you know, if he threw up, he threw up. But it was going to be like this weird, colorful, disgusting mush. And I couldn't wait to see it happen. So we bought 120 Ugh. peeps off the website, and they're all multicolored. And then he backed out. I couldn't
1: do it, man. I was afraid I was gonna get dots. That's gross, man.
2: <laughs> so he got 120 peeps for Christmas. Yeah. And you have no right to bitch about <laughs> no, that. I wasn't bitching about it. I <laughs> just say what you gave me. Uh, then he gave me a, a
0: Batman uh, flash drive, which is really freaking cool, actually. Um, then he also gave me a Christmas card with Santa on the front with an angry look, saying, "And then you open it up, it says he saw everything." <laughs> <laughs> kind of best of <laughs> uh then he gave me um let's see, he gave me three movies. Uh he gave me The Last Dragon, which is an amazing movie if you haven't seen it. Great movie, yes, dude. <laughs> Show sure enough. Show right. sure <laughs> enough. <laughs> he gave me uh the He-Man She-Raw Christmas special. Because I oh, give that so to cool. a lot of people. And he gave me fucking Zardoz. <laughs> Sean Zardoz <laughs> Carter wearing Zardoz. red underwear with red suspenders and two uh gun holsters. <laughs>
1: It sounded, like, it sounded like an STD. What was it? Zarda?
0: Zardoz. It's Zarda. basically 1970s soft porn. <laughs> oh, God. With Sean Connery.
1: Yeah. This is STDs.
0: <laughs> it was freaking horrible. I watched this movie for two hours at work waiting for him to get off one day. So we go to this Christmas party
2: at our comic shop. And it was so bad. I'm like, can I get my life back? <laughs> we joked about it all the time. So I, I figured you had to see it. Yeah, what else did you give me? Uh, I got you the uh, Funko Fabrications Harley. Oh, yeah, he gave me the Harley, which is really cool. I got you a bunch of little horses. Oh, he gave me little horse because I'm if horse, crazy. I got you, uh, oh, you a put, horse coloring oh, book
0: thing. A horse coloring book, yes. And then he put two candy canes and a heart on the box. <laughs> That's cute. And then what else? Is uh, that it? was all in the box? I can't remember. Jesus uh, Christ. Oh, no, no, He
2: gave me dude wipes. I gave you dude wipes, yeah. Ah, uh, yes. You're your guys' new sponsor, right? Well, we're trying. They're not really our sponsor. That's the thing. Like, we reached out to them and asked them to be our sponsor. And they said that they would send us a promotional thing. And they sent awesome. us they sent us hats. They sent us, like, a bunch of dude wipes. They us, I like, saw the hat, dude. Um, You know what, dude? Tobacco,
4: Miguel? Don't knock it, guys. <laughs> See. What, sometimes like, it, it? It, it, mm-hmm. it, it. they're dude wipes so it's uh, they're man wipes but exactly. I mean
1: so what do you wipe your
4: ass you're wiping your ass yeah. <laughs> now guys I used to talk mad shit on it but that first time you try it, it's like you feel refreshed, guys. <laughs> like,
3: it's fucking heaven. I use chocolate. It is.
1: Was it like a toss of salad type of thing? Mm-hmm. Or really? It's just you, you, you feel more fresh after using one. <laughs> really? Do you do like use, you use it on do you your do face, too? Yeah. Like, you,
3: I mean, it's like, could, like a wipe.
1: It's a wipe, right? You could write it here right now. Dude,
3: yeah. <laughs> I want one. I want to smell
1: it. He's got a tape. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, okay, on. I'll have to try one of these dude wipes. kind of sounds... It, That's weird. It, men normally
4: don't look at it like okay well shit it sounds too feminine for me no don't knock
0: it guys it's <laughs> they're awesome yeah so we've just been messing with them uh, trying to get them to every time send pictures
2: or whatnot. <laughs> yeah, it was actually funny because Charmin followed me on Twitter and then Dude Wipes like freaked out because Charmin followed me and I almost started like the Butt Wipes Wars <laughs> yeah. I, I feel clean after using a Dude I, I'm a TP user you know, I'm, I'm not all about Jesus, the, the, dude, what? You're the cold, cold wet ass. I'm, I'm up there with Lapini. <laughs> oh, nice. purple
1: <laughs> or you're a fold kind of guy? <laughs> I'm a folder. Oh, damn. <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with a folder, man. You got to get all that shit out. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to get shit sticks when you poke through it. <laughs>
0: Jesus. Dick. I just sent y'all a picture of Zardoz as well. Nice. Let me see if I can get it here. Oh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs>
3: what
4: the Wowzers. F- um, hmm. Okay, yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> that's a good gag gift for sure.
1: They come with the shoes too? <laughs> <laughs> They're like thigh-high boots, dude. Wow. wow. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's This is a thing. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> oh, man. Well,
2: that's pretty much it for today, guys. I want to thank you guys for coming on. Uh, it was a blast to talk to you. Uh, yeah, finally. Yeah, we went through this again. We'll have to come on your show. Yes, most definitely, definitely. We'll definitely
1: do that, man. Yeah, good times, man. I
4: liked it a lot. Yeah, pleasure meeting, uh, well, I've spoken to Miguel before, so Justin, totally a pleasure uh, talking to you finally. Heather, likewise, dude, you guys are fucking awesome. We love listening to you guys, and we always support you guys anyway, so it, we totally appreciate you guys having us on.
0: We appreciate it too, man. Oh, and the reason I haven't called you yet, Adam, is because your hours are messed up. I don't know when's a good time
1: to call you. I was going to say, I was getting a little hurt. I'm like, like <laughs> someone told grandma to. Someone told grandma <laughs> family. He'll find a way. <laughs> Sounds,
2: good. Sounds good, man. I just want to, to everybody uh, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash comical podcast. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at comical podcast. I'm at comical podcast two. And I'm at comical podcast
3: three.
2: If you want to follow the comic syndicate, you can find them at. Find me at uh, Mem the beaner.
4: I'm at the number four, the villain. You guys can listen to us at comic com,
2: And we are on iTunes and Stitcher. Check them out, guys. They're a really funny show. Oh, yes. Yeah, very hilarious. And very. that's it, guys. You guys want to close us out? Yeah, dude, cool. One, two, three.
4: Keep, keep on, on laughing, bitches. bitches.
1: Let's do it again. Let's do that one again. That was kind of lame, dude. Yeah. You right.
4: totally forgot the line.
1: I did not. I thought I thought it said. <laughs> <laughs> Stay in the street, keep on being, you, <laughs> you sons of bitches. All right, <laughs> we'll do it again. Spanish? I don't know Spanish. I'm a. Oh. Okay. I he's oh, know. Like, <laughs> geez, I'm one of those whitewashed Mexicans. It's a little bit of a coconut. Jesus. All right, Let's do it again. One, two, three. One. Two, three. Keep Keep on on laughing, laughing, bitches. bitches.